0: Feeling better, looking better, making life better. It's Life Tips. tips, tips, tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life 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 Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts.
1: Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. Byron here with Jillian. Jillian, welcome.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: You're an author of an exciting new book, Getting There, A Book of Mentors. Happy to have you on board. I have several hundred questions for you about this wonderful research project you must have run ago. For starters, how did you manage getting a hold of these incredible celebrities that you have interviewed here regarding their mentoring practice?
0: Um well that was the hard part. That is why the book took me 5 long years to put together because wow. I was mainly chasing luminaries around for all that time. Exactly. Um, and and basically I didn't have any special connections. Um I just had a lot of you know patience and I was very politely persistent. Um mm. And and I just tried every avenue I could try. Um, when I when I first started out, a friend said to me, "Don't take a no from somebody who can't give you a yes." And what that means is, if somebody's publicist tells you no, or someone's assistant tells you no, try another try another venue because the real decision maker might not have even heard your request.
1: Fascinating. The names, of course, we'll get to throughout the the presentation. They'll be listed on this description. But um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you: did, who was the first person in? Always the hardest to <laughs> to accommodate. That you can perhaps leverage.
0: Yeah, the first person in was uh, actually Craig Newmark, who's the founder of Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And what's funny about that is that he was probably the most difficult person to interview in that he's very tight-lipped. He likes to just give out as little information as possible. So you have to ask a lot of questions as if you're cross-examining a hostile witness.
1: Mm. Now, did you, when, when you originally started doing these interviews, did you have the concept of what, this, what these interviews and what this book was going to be all about, or was it a little bit looser that you wanted to sort of see what material you would get out of, of those that you were interviewing?
0: You know what I wanted i want I had the the um the vision of what the book would be and it and it is what um what I wanted it to be. The one thing that changed was that I originally thought I would have to seek out subjects who had a good story and um and then I realized I just had to seek out subjects because basically everybody has a good story. you just have to get them to tell it. No one's had it so easy. No one has had a fairy tale life, and everyone has, you know, an inspiring story in them and some wisdom.
1: Did you find anyone was holding back in the sense that they didn't want to reveal a book? Perhaps they were going to write about their own story, um, or were they all very open and honest and candid in telling you these sort of secrets and lessons they learned along the way, helping them uh, overcome their their challenges and obstacles?
0: Um, well, I think probably that the people who really wanted to hold back just said no. So so you know there probably were people who were planning their own book and just didn't didn't want to dish it all out in mine. But um but the people who agreed were generally pretty up for the task and pretty you know pretty ready to be open and and really people were so unguarded, you know, in in the stories they told me, um, and it's really, it's really impressive. And it was always surprising to me that they'd be fine with, you know, with this being in a book. But I guess once you're at the top of your field and you've you've arrived, you've made it. It's a little easier to um, to expose all your past failures and faults. <laughs>
1: And did you get a lot of that? Were people talking about their past failures in life and and what they learned from that? Was that a theme?
0: Completely. completely. Every single person. I mean, from I had Warren Buffett talking about how he was, you know, so afraid of public speaking up until his 20s that he would literally throw up. Um, I have Kathy Ireland talking about her, you know, years of trying to start her own brand. She was a... sports illustrated swimsuit model and now she runs a two billion dollar a year company uh but she failed for years before she was able to launch her own brand When she finally did it with a line of socks actually mm. um anderson cooper oh, about oh we're
1: getting, we're going way too fast here because i have okay. questions that i prepared on okay. each of these so we've slowed so down is-
0: <laughs> My answer is yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good fun, but I want to dive into some of these incredible moments. Um, okay. And leaders and, and talk with you really about each of them individually. Let's take Warren Buffett. What was the occasion that you that you spoke with Warren? You know, I'm just curious. Beginning how did of the I day, get in that door. <laughs> well, not not how you got in, but were you given like a 15 minute slot? You know, or was there two calls that you had to take? Or, you know, um, you know, was it a screening filtering? All right, Warren, we'll spend five minutes with you and see if he likes you, and then you know, give us tell us about Warren in that interview.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, Warren, I had tried, because who wouldn't want Warren to be in this kind of a book? So I tried the traditional route, which was to send material to his office. Um, I sent a copy of my first book and, and a request of what this book would be about. And of course, I got rejected. So uh, what do you do? Well, I I found out that he'd be at a certain event, a charity event that I could go to. So I went and my goal there was to ask him in person. Um and there wasn't really very much time to do that, but I channeled Sarah Blakely, who is another one of my um subjects. She's the founder of the Shapewear company Spanx. and she she had told me these gutsy tales of how she got her company off the ground. So just as Warren was about to leave the event, I said to myself, I have to do it now or never. And Sarah Blakely would never let this opportunity pass. So I just beelined, you know, over for him. And I asked him to be in the book and I got a 10 minute time slot. I flew all the way to Omaha for that from New York where I live. Um, and in that 10 minutes i had to photograph him and interview him um because i i took portraits of everybody who's in the book as well as interviewed them and that is a really tough feat you know to do that all and get get this story in 10 minutes so i basically walked up to him um with the camera you know at my eye ready to take the picture and i said i know we're pressed for time so i just want to get this going and he said oh don't worry I have loads of time. So we ended up spending um, an hour together. So I guess I got a lot more, and I I love his essay, and he covers so much ground. Um, uh, He has so much wisdom in him.
1: Talk about that for, for one minute with us. Did you, had you prepared question in, in advance of this meeting with Warren? And by the way, especially knowing you'd have 10 minutes with Warren, it's like, okay, here's the four questions that I'm going to ask Warren. Um, or did you just sort of wing it a little bit and, and, and stay looser for the hour you were with him?
0: Um, I actually, I, I research every single person as much as I can. Uh-huh. And there's certain things that I want to ask everyone about. Um, you know, the, from from my research. But I also make a real point of asking open-ended questions because if all you did was ask about stuff you already know, you're not going to learn anything new. So I definitely gave everybody a chance to, you know, I asked open-ended questions where they could give me some new information.
1: What was your single most interesting factoidal or, or wisdom that you pulled from Warren?
0: Well, he has... So much, I'm telling you, I could speak for an hour or more on him and on all the things. But this is something that um that I that I love because it's applicable to business situations and to everyday life. Um, he he said that you can always tell someone to go to hell tomorrow, and basically it's a lesson on controlling your temper, on the importance of controlling your temper, and. He says, you know, don't spout off in a moment of anger. Sit on whatever it is that's bothering you for a day. And if you still feel the same way tomorrow, tell them to go to hell then. Um, And I think that's something that, you know, people can really benefit from, whether it's in a work situation, whether it's yelling at their kids about something, just, you know, being a little more measured in general.
1: Great stuff. Let's go to Kathy Ireland in Ireland. Wow, for starters, her success is just monumental. Uh, what did you learn from her? And did she talk much about fashion and, and her her famous career there? Or was she more in tune with her business and and that sort of part of her life?
0: We really we talked more about her, you know, her more recent part of her life, um, and she she basically did learn some lessons from modeling because when you model you basically have to go, you know, door to door selling yourself and that's what she had to do and she and she did get rejected a lot in the beginning and she learned, you know, that failure is just part of the process. So that really helped her later on when she was launching her business because she failed a lot. She wanted to start her own brand. She wanted something, you know, to do something that wasn't dependent on her looks. Um, and one thing that I love that she taught me, um, and and her words stick in my mind, and they they help me all the time. Um, she says that if you never fail, it means you're not trying hard enough. And even recently, since. Since my book came out, I I had the opportunity to write an article for Forbes about my book, um, it, you know, it was sort of about my book. I had to fit my book in somewhere. Anyway, I sent one article in. The guy didn't like it. I sent another article in. The, this is the editor at Forbes. He didn't like my second one. And so I wrote him back and I said, okay, Kathy Ireland says if you're not failing. You're not trying hard enough. Can I try again? He didn't even respond, but I did try again, and that third article got in. So,
1: <laughs>
0: she, you know, was, I, was that
1: quote in the article you said? <laughs> it
0: wasn't in the article. The it third was, article? Um, actually, it might be in the article. It might be in the article, but it was a quote in my mind that, because I just thought, all right. I mean, most people might r- write you know, one article, it gets rejected. Write a second article, it gets rejected. They might think, you know, forget this. But with Kathy's words in my mind, I, I tried again, and my third article got in. And now all people see is that I have an article in there. <laughs> no, one, no one focuses or knows about the fact that, um, that it was my third try.
1: Very interesting. Let's take just a brief station break. Back in just a minute, everybody.
2: Life Tips will be right back after
0: this short break.
2: So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to namejet.com at max speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time want to change the content mix of your app point click and it's live in real time power your mobile business with rumble are you ready to rumble visit www.rumble.me
0: and now back to life tips making your life smarter better faster and wiser here are your hosts
1: Welcome back to the Life Tip Show, everyone. So great to have you on today, Jillian. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Um, thank you so much for having me.
1: Let's uh, let's go to Rachel Zoe. I mean, wow, that is a big deal. Um, I'm a big uh, big fan of her, as my as is my wife um, who watches her her uh, her show. Um, mm-hmm. how, what was the occasion uh, over over there with, with her? How did that all come about?
0: Um, well. I contacted her, um, you know, through, I think, her her publicist or something, and, um, and I think she's a big Warren Buffett fan, actually, so <laughs> that might have got her in there, huh. um, and she's, you know, she's a really strong person and an incredible businesswoman, and, um, you know, she's doing something that she's super passionate about, and when you do something you're passionate about, you have the energy to To try really hard, you know. And so um, she works really hard, but she loves what she does, and she's not afraid to take risks. Um, you know, in her case, a lot of the risks might be fashion risks with her clients and with her designs. But um, but she knows that, you know, you win some, you lose some, and if you don't take risks, you're not going to get anywhere big. Uh.
1: Now, she has an interesting relationship with her husband, uh, who is the president of, of, of the company. Um, mm-hmm. Did she talk about that at all? The Rachel Zoe Project, of course. Did she um, talk yeah. about that at all?
0: Yes. Yeah, she, she loves that she has somebody who she can fully trust, you know, who's sort of like looking over everything for her. Was and he think- around when you did the interview? He was not. He wasn't. I went to her house. I brought my daughter with me. Who is, she's now 12, but she was a little younger then. I brought her, actually, to meet four, four of the different subjects. Whenever I could bring her, I would. <laughs> it, was, it was a good influence. You know, good for her.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, is your daughter nervous?
0: You know what? She sort of was. Too young to be nervous. She yeah. braided uh, Marina Abramovic's hair. Yeah. She hung out with Jillian Michaels. And she met, of course, Jeff Kinney, who's the Diary of the Wimpy Kid author. Mm. Um, trying to think of who else, which other one? Oh, it'll come to me.
1: I saw Sarah Blakely speak. Uh, tell me about Sarah Blakely. Well, I mean, I, we're going so fast here, but, but Sarah Blakely really stumbled into something really remarkable and a simple concept, right? Her net worth is now $1.1 $1. $1 billion. What was she like?
0: Well, she is she's incredible. So her story is that her whole entire life was geared towards being a lawyer. Her dad was a lawyer. That's what she wanted to be. She was taking, you know, debate in in um, high school, to so her resume looked good. She was preparing for that. And then when it finally came time for her to take the LSAT, she bombed it. So she picked herself up, <laughs> she took a course, she studied hard, and then she did one point worse. Uh. So... Sarah Blakely went off to, to the Epcot Center and got a job loading people on rides in a polyester pantsuit, and then <laughs> after that, she spent eight years working for a company that sold fax machines door-to-door, mm. and um, it was during that time that she had her big idea, and um, she she didn't like the way her her butt looked in a pair of white pants and she was wishing that they made control top pantyhose but without the feet so she could wear the white pants with some sandals Mm. and that's how the idea for Spanx was born um and she really had to be you know very persistent to get that off the ground and One thing she talks about in her essay um, is that she kept her idea a secret for the first year, even from her friends and family. Um, And when she finally told them that her big idea she'd been working on was footless pantyhose, they laughed hysterically. They thought she was joking. And then when they realized she was serious, she heard things like, well, honey, you know, if it was a good idea, wouldn't the big guys have done it and, you know, that kind of thing. And she says she was really happy that she didn't tell anybody early on because mm-hmm. by the time she told them, she was too invested in it to give up. She mm-hmm. said if she had told them early on, she would probably still be selling fax machines door to door. Isn't that and, something? And none of us would be looking as good as we do. None of us ah. would be <laughs>
1: Did she uh, file a patent early on w- within that one year of her her thinking it through?
0: Yeah, Do you know? uh, yeah, she did everything. She she worked on the packaging, the name, the patent, everything.
1: Wow! And where did the name Spanx come from? It's an unusual name.
0: You know, she looked it up, and and um, there was something she wanted an X at the end, and mm. she wanted it to be funny. She also um she she didn't have any money for advertising and she knew that if um she could make it sort of if she could infuse humor into her product it would get her free advertising cuz it, it it she basically turned a very boring category pantyhose into something that people like to talk about and make fun of, and she has been referenced on shows from you know Sex and the City and Oprah and Glee, and it's a funny thing people talk like to talk about their spanks or I'm not wearing my spanks, I am, I'm defanging <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of stuff um, because it's a fun name. So she sure. she did a great a great thing by by thinking along those lines.
1: She's a wonderful presenter as well. Um, uh, Ju- uh, Jillian Michaels. How did Jillian Michaels looked and act? Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering. She's uh uh she was born in 1974 so she's what around 41 years old. So Yes. Um, how, how how tell tell us about Jillian Michaels?
0: Well, she's I think that she's just how I imagined her to be, but the way I imagine her to be might not be the way other people imagine her to be because, um, of her reputation for being such a toughie mm-hmm. on the show. You know, I guess it depends how they edit it. But she's just like, you know, really chill and down to earth and easy to hang out with. That she's, um, she's very relaxed. She seems like she's best friends with everyone who works with her for her. Um, and i went to her house in malibu um and photographed her there and my daughter came <laughs> um and and you know she she has a, a great story i don't want to talk too much without you asking me questions i don't want to go on and on
1: so oh no have... it's it's this is uh, one of the few interviews where i could just listen to you talk for 5 or 10 minutes although i <laughs> discourage that typically uh well what was her house like in la for starters in malibu
0: it was in malibu um it was it was nice, it was just you know it's right on the beach. It looked like out of a movie. It had huge windows and um
1: uh, modern you know, a lot of great
0: light in all the photographs in getting there, um I used natural light except for one person, which was Hans Zimmer because he basically works in a man cave. He's the composer, he had the coolest the coolest um workspace. it was basically. If you pictured like you know red velvet and candles and skulls, <laughs> yeah. that was that was the mood of it. I don't know if there are even candles and skulls, but that was the mood <laughs> of Composers' what, Cave. What but Back did, to Jillian Michaels. Yeah. What
1: wisdom did Jillian offer you?
0: All right. Well, Jillian's story is that um, she, as a young kid, she was way overweight and she was tormented and bullied. For it, um, and w- her mom signed her up for a martial arts class, and eventually, she, you know, figured she sort of turned towards that, and she admired the people at the studio, and that was, you know, they became her role models, and she got in great in great shape. She was never much of a student. She ended up dropping out of college, and she was a um, a trainer and a bartender. And she loved life, but then one day she started dating someone who was an Ivy League graduate who hung out with a little more, you know, highfalutin group of people, and all of a sudden, Jillian started feeling like what she did wasn't good enough and that she needed a, quote, real job. So she went on a whole different path, and she became a talent agent, and she never really liked it. It just wasn't it wasn't the right fit for her and to prove it she got fired actually. And when she got fired, she got really depressed and then she went back to training and she realized that she loved it. Um she always knew she loved it, but she realized, you know, this is what I'm meant to do. Like she didn't she was doing something else cuz she felt like she should or it was the right thing to do, not because she was passionate about it or not because she wanted to. Um, and so, you know, she she now kicks ass in in her field, and she runs an entire health and wellness empire. She has all these different investments in that field. And I think, like, what she really taught me um, is that you can make a lot out of almost any interest and you know she's an entrepreneur like you could say she's a trainer but she is an entrepreneur she is a businesswoman and i think no matter what field you go into if you're passionate about it you can you can really build it up into whatever you want
1: wow good stuff there how about hans zimmer kind of off the beaten track not not a not a household name but a wonderful german uh, composer where did you yeah. do you have to fly
0: to germany to meet him no, he lives in in Los Angeles. Oh, wonderful. So he is he is really famous for being um a film score composer and he mm-hmm. and he, he did the music for The Lion King
1: mm-hmm. and
0: a bunch of different movies that you've Gladiator,
1: heard of. yep. Yeah. The Dark Knight, yep.
0: The Batman, yeah. Um so Pirates of the Caribbean, I think. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyway, so he um I hope. I think I hope. <laughs> um anyway, so he
1: he is
0: he's incredible. He's really funny. He was kicked out of nine schools growing up. Uh. Because <laughs> he says he even remembers um a teacher throwing a chair at him in music class. He says he doesn't remember what it was for, but he remembers the chair hurling through the air. <laughs> I guess that's one of those things like where time can stand still <laughs> where you'll <laughs> never forget a chair coming at you. Um, but anyway, he, he. What, one thing that's interesting is that um, he's an example of how with a lot of people, your worst, you know, characteristics can end up being your best. So he was kicked out of so many schools, not because he was like a ne'er-do-well, but he just was a daydreamer. He was, you know, not not really present and that is how he comes up with his music he he's just you know he goes off into another world um and next thing you know he 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 says don't invite him to a dinner party cuz he, he'll say he's he'll be there in 20 minutes and then 4 hours will pass and he's still in his studio not even remembering that he was supposed to be somewhere mm-hmm. um so you know, and and something that that this taught me is that there's room for success for all different personality types. You know, like that he he could not do what Kathy Ireland does, and she couldn't do what he does. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, um, you just have to sort of know yourself. You have to know your strengths and weaknesses and do something that you're passionate about and something that's within your circle of competence, as Warren Buffett says. And that's what everyone in the book does.
1: The book is Getting There, a book of mentors. And the guest is Jillian. And once again, it was just fantastic having you on the show. Terrific.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for being here and hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser. And we'll see you next week.
2: Catch part two of this program next week on webmasterradio.fm.